minus three with Dave Damashek. Oh, yes, sports fan, it's here. Another weekend filled with sports. October, the best sports month on the calendar. Make sure you're playing along with us here, your pals at Extra Points. Go to extrapoints.com, get into the arcade, NFL pick them, college pick them, and beyond. For us here at Minus 3, it's the third ep of the week. Hench and I started things off. We reviewed, along with Eddie Spaghetti there, one of the best sports weekends of all time, and we tried to make sense of what it means going forward in your sports seasons. We did an NHL season preview with the boys from Against All Odds and Spaghetti and Meatballs, and today, the cherry on top of a grand hot sports talk week. Mina Kimes, one of the best in the business, in advance of Gino v. Big Ben on Sunday Night Football um, upcoming, not exactly probably what NBC had in mind when they decided uh, to make that their primetime game of the week. Nevertheless, that's the one that we get. Now, let's get to some big bets, Eddie Spaghetti. And I'm going to keep it entirely NFL. I hope, nay, demand that you'll bet along with me. If you choose to fade me, so be it. At FanDuel.com, make sure you use the promo code minus three, Eddie Spaghetti. Before we jump into pro football, what do you de- what happened last night? You met one of your heroes with uh, with cousin Sal and Kimmel and Simmons and everybody else, huh? I, I'm not sure if I met him is a, the correct term, but I was uh, almost rubbing elbows with uh, one Alex Rodriguez, uh, aka A Rod, aka one of my favorite Yankees of all time. Gave us the 2009 World Series, which I I owe him greatly for that. He's brought me much joy and arguably the best baseball player I've ever seen in, uh, in my life. So it was pretty cool to see him, a, a big guy. Such a I mean I'm pretty tall, but He's like six four, six five, just a thick man. He walked in and obviously handsome like a swarm of people. Yeah, great, great looking, great, uh, mm. awesome suit on, just really well put together. Um, yeah, it was a star studded event that we were lucky to be invited to this event, and it seems like there's gonna be a few more. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, he was, that I had like heart palpitations when he walked in. It was it was weird because not many people get me going. <gasps> Spaghetti but, uh, saloons, but but weirdly, three of like. Three people that I care a lot about uh, that would have I would have liked to shake their hand and talk to Bob Saget, Rick from Pawn Stars, and A Rod, and happened to be in the same backyard as me. And I just botched it. I didn't say hi to any of them. I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to be too cool for school. You know, just you know, I'm part of the group. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, I. I don't know. Some life you're living. Move over, Ryan. The life of spaghetti is where it's at in the 21st century. Let's jump in on some pro football picks, shall we, spaghetti? Speaking of a century, some people still hold it up as the best rivalry over the past hundred years or so in pro football. Of course, I disagree, but the Packers and the Bears getting it on in Chicago. I just saw the uniforms the Bears are going to be wearing, the throwbacks. A- for those uniforms, the matchup promises to be juicy as well. The Packers giving four and a half. All of a sudden, point spreads wild here this week because so many road teams are the favored team. And as you, if you've been keeping track of it this season, the home field advantage is kind of moot uh, all of a sudden 2021. I'm going to take the Packers given the four and a half. I like Justin Fields, but I like Aaron Rodgers even better. The defense is questionable for the Packers, so I'm going to go over the total of 44 and a half. How you got this one, Spaghetti? I'm with you on the uh, the spread. I love the Packers in this game. Obviously, we've talked about it. The Bears are not going to be the same team without David Montgomery. Justin Fields, I think, is going to have a nice career, but right now he's looking pretty. He's struggling a lot. Uh, call it out. I mean, the, he's not getting the ball to Allen Robinson. Cole Komet hasn't been tight, and they hope to be. Uh, I still am a fan of this Packers team. I think they will score in the air on the ground, uh, whether it's with uh, Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. And yeah, you could see the Packers winning this one in terms of the over though i'm not entirely sure just because i haven't seen the bear score enough points but maybe the packers will score enough to, to push it over 
Next up, the Chiefs are in our nation's capital. KC given six and a half there, 55 and a half is the total. This is a game I definitely, or at least on the Chiefs side, I want to get uh, Kime's thoughts on uh, on where we are on Mahomes and company. Now two and three. Who told you about that? Dave Damashek told you about that. And the future may not be as bright as everybody just assumes it's going to be. The defense, so much hope for um, for Ron Rivera and company pinned on that front four, Maroon Four, as uh, as I named them a season ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the gut. I'm gonna provide some optimism for Chiefs fans. I don't think Mahomes suddenly is a mediocre quarterback or anything like that. Washington's offense has pieces, but it hasn't added up necessarily to great production. Touchdowns pretty heavy for a road team that hasn't been playing well. Nevertheless, I'm gonna say Chiefs by a touchdown. How say you, Spaghetti? For this one, I absolutely love the Chiefs in this game, and I'm gonna steal a pick also from our, our pal Harry, and I think this is a home run bet. The overrun right now is at 55 and a half. I can see the Chiefs just coming in, totally exploding on offense. I can see them getting near 50 points themselves. I think they're going to, Andy Reid's just going to go back to the, the drawing board. They're going to fix all their mistakes. Washington defense has been awful. And I know early in the year, we, you know, with the, the switch from quarterback to Taylor Heineke, he's been okay. I mean, they could score some points with him. Their offense isn't bad. So they're going to score points. Chiefs are definitely going to score points. Neither defense is good. I love the over in this game. And I think the Chiefs do get right. Win this one by at least 10. Big, uh, big game in terms of seeding. It would appear at this point, five weeks through chargers in charm city to play the Ravens two MVP candidates for what that matters, which is to say it doesn't matter at all this early in the season between, um, between Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. Weird line as far as I'm concerned. Ravens given three to the Chargers who have played a rugged schedule, maybe as I've pointed out, that because in fact they are human beings on the Chargers that you can't get up for these big-time foes week after week after week. If you look at who they've been playing lately, their prime-time juicy matchups. Still, though, I like the practical advantage for the Chargers going at that defense. I think we assume too much about the Ravens. As always, I always try to caution people. Don't react to the logo. The Ravens, you associate them with great defense. Doesn't mean they actually have one in 2021. I suspect Herbert and company can light them up pretty good. The the Ravens, in the meantime, not great running the ball. I like the Derwin James factor, trying to slow down Lamar Jackson. I'll take the road team here, um, catching three points, which, like I say, seems weird to me to begin with. How say you, Spaghetti? Just took 52 the words. and a half on that total, by the way. Right. Just took the words right out of my mouth. I think Derwin James in this game, and he's a guy that you've loved forever, and you are early on the Chargers. Derwin James spying Lamar Jackson is really going to stifle his running ability. Uh, and this is plain and simple. I love the Chargers in this game. They have the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver trio in the entire league with Herbert, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler right now, statistically. Uh, it's just too much offense for him to stop. The Ravens, I just can't trust the Ravens yet. Uh, it being up and down game, they really should have lost to the Colts. I, it was a remarkable comeback, but uh, right now the Chargers are for real. I know I called them the Washington Capitals of the NFL, but it looks like they're going to be some serious contenders later on in the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting Kime's thoughts on the question of the week as uh, as we discussed on Extra Points. Um, earlier in the week with Cousin Sal and Martin Weiss is who's going to get that seven seed in the AFC. And by the way, I'm going to go through the the chief schedule with Kimes here. The assumption that that team's getting to double digits may be a little bit optimistic. The defense will round into shape at least to be, I bet, you know, borderline 
competent, but it's not as though you should just write in pen that the that the Chiefs are definitely going to be playing come mid-January. We'll go through that in a minute. Meantime, Minnesota, again, a funny line, giving points in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know Sam Darnold hasn't been great, but Kirk Cousins, his usual spotty self, I know he plays well and stretches, but somehow the sum doesn't equal the parts there in the Twin Cities. But like I say, they're in Carolina this week. Vikings giving one and a half. I think Minnesota, and I believe in Carolina, and I really do believe in the defense that they have. And I think Minnesota is aware of where they are in this season. They can't drop too many more here and still reasonably consider themselves in contention for one of the playoff spots. So they'll be hungry. I'm going to ride the defense. This isn't about Darnold and uh, and the rest of the fellas on the in the powder blue getups i'm talking about the defense here that's kirk cousins kryptonite of course is uh, when you heat them up i'm gonna take carolina plus one and a half at home how say you this is a tough one one of the tougher ones of the week for me honestly if i i would stay away completely but since we're picking this game i look at donald i mean he's always going to turn the ball over that's just been his mo forever and it's kind of sprinkling in right now uh looks like christian mccaffrey recording this on a thursday did not practice today do a portion of the practice which a lot of beat writers saying that is not not a good sign uh he's also been avoiding robbie anderson like the plague uh so their offense now is not as dynamic as it really could have been or should have been i don't love the vikings as a team they're really up and down don't love kirk cousins either as a quarterback he's quite erratic as well but i could i could see the vikings win this one um they're they're gonna win some games they shouldn't have won they're gonna lose games they shouldn't have it's just they're a strange team so i i think i'm gonna side with the vikings I'm borderline making this lock of the week, which is crazy to do for the only undefeated team in the league, and I'm going to go against them. But the Browns at home giving three. Total on that is 49. Chandler Jones, I'm not sure if he's playing or not, but he's on the COVID list. Rodney Hudson, it looks like, is out. That favors the advantage that the Browns already have in terms of pass rush with uh, with what they've got going there. I'm going to take the Browns in Cleveland to to uh, put the first um, strike in the loss column for the Cards. How say you? Ugly uniform. Four matchup too by the way be yeah maybe uh, put that one on black and white because it's gonna be not gonna be dark. a good watch that red with the brown and the orange could be vomitous although seasonal so let's i may maybe that's the way to look at it i i do agree with that the dark red and the brown and orange is uh, a weird mix here i i don't know why i just can't get myself to bind to the browns uh i think the the shoulder injury, baker mayfield that's why the shoulder injury well yeah the shoulder injury to baker i think is only going to get worse as he keeps playing with it and, and the fact that they threw the ball so much and they haven't thrown the ball a lot and odell beckham is just zero part of this offense and i know their rushing attack is great but i think sooner or later man like just knowing the defense is going to not the, he's basically a decoy odell so i i like the the, the cardinals in this one I know there's potentially some COVID stuff going on with them, but Kyler's too dynamic. He's too hard to to, to contain. Uh, their offense looks great, so I'm going to ride with them in this one. Cowboys, Patriots, an All-American affair, the alleged America's team playing the team that calls themselves Patriots and wears red, white, and blue. Silver doesn't make any sense. Just wear red, white, and blue. You're the Patriots. Anywho, the Cowboys giving three and a half. This is not enough points, and I'm the first one to point out that Bill Belichick doesn't lose by double-digit scores, but as it happens, that number's actually gone down. I'll take the Cowboys going in there. The Patriots are not a great team. I mean, 
I mean, if you're the 50 and a half total, I think is too high. The Cowboys have been scoring a ton of points, but I think we can expect that the Patriots defense will show up and slow them down. But it's a pick your poison now with what the with what the Cowboys have going. Take Zeke Elliott away. The the classic thing about Belichick is, well, he takes away what you want to do. Well, what do what do the Cowboys want to do? They'll take whichever one you take away. It's very reminiscent. You mentioned the best triplets in the league um, reside with the Chargers. Now, maybe it's time I do a new. Um, best triplets in in pro football. Um, but take away Zeke Elliott. It reminds you really of uh take okay, take away Emmett Smith and our and our big offensive line. Aikman will murder you with the with the pass catchers he has. It kind of is starting to take on that vibe. Now I'm not saying that this ends in a Super Bowl, let alone three Super Bowls, but I like this Cowboys team. I think they're legit. I think all the stuff about um not believing in them is owed to past incarnations of this team reminder the guys wearing the uniforms now were not on the team 10 years ago so no matter there i'm going to take the cowboys i love the cowboys in this one if i had to have a lock of the week this would be my pick i just don't see how there's a path for the patriots to win this game uh, like you're saying there's if you stop one guy in the dallas cowboys offense another guy emerges that's why dalton schultz has been great they have three great wide receivers uh even uh pollard is spelling uh, zeke has been great Dak is right now on fire and the defense, that's the scariest part of this team. The defense is taking the ball away. They are, they will make you pay. The only path for the Patriots to possibly win this game is if Mac Jones throws for four or five touchdowns and they get a couple stops in the, on Dallas. But like, I just don't see that happening. I don't see him going toe to toe with Dak in this one. I know Belichick is, is going to coach him up. He's going to do what he can to stifle him. But I, I think Dallas is damn good. Yeah. And you know, but I also, I also hesitate. Because the Patriots almost lost to the Houston Texans, which is an embarrassment. But that doesn't that feel that's very NFL and specifically that's very Belichickian to no show on a bum team that they should whip. And then everybody says, well, they're done for the the difference this time is and I'm glad Rex Ryan says not like I agree with every opinion he has, but he was on the heels of my opinion, which is I'm not sure Mac Jones has a pro arm. You kind of have to wait to see. You can watch him in college and try and figure it out. I'm not positive that that guy um, has the arm to get it outside the numbers consistently. Well, Monday night football picket for you later. But, uh, but coming up in just a second here, Mina Kimes. All right. The main event is here. She's way up there on my list and yours of the best football voices. This millennium dynamite stuff with our guy Ryan Clark on NFL Live every week. We got to get them into a booth already. Where are you, Goodell? Where are you, ESPN execs? I want to hear that already. The Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny. And of course, she is the number one Big Ben Roethlisberger fan in sports media. It's Mina Kimes. How are you? I'm uh, I'm actually feeling great ahead of what I what many people are calling the Kimes Damashek Bowl. The streets start Man. calling it that. I don't know if you've been hearing that as well. Minashek. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> Minashek Damakimes. Da, da, I don't know. Laura, workshop it. Workshop. Uh, I'm feeling yes. great. I think I'm in a good place because um, now Seattle isn't supposed to win. Right. No one. No one's picking the Seahawks. So there's only upside for your girl uh, with Steelers Nation furious with her uh, for her continued Big Ben disrespect over the last year and a half, two years. Um, I'm actually not. I was worried a little bit. I I was a little scared because the CIS defense is so bad. But now I feel like um, only blue skies ahead. Isn't that right? Welcome to my world. I said that all through the offseason. Hey, 
In the last quarter century, no professional team has won a championship without uttering before and after. No one outside this locker room believes in us. Guess what? Steelers, no one believes in you. And now Geno Smith and the Seahawks, no one believes in you either. And now you can kind of absorb the sport as a, an objective person now. You, you know, and if, and if you get yeah. if the Seahawks reel off a few wins here, gravy gravy it was actually a little bit freeing honestly yeah. i mean devastating personally uh when watching wilson go down but there was something about just like every gino completion felt like money in my pocket um and you know i think i was also very aware of how flawed the seahawks team was uh so even the even with russell wilson as the quarterback my expectations were kind of dec- like declining week by week so now my expectations are rock bottom and there's nowhere to go but up i feel great i will not enjoy this game though to be clear i am i, I think you and i should apologize to america like as a tandem for having to watch this game no I won't do it because this is the big one. I've been calling for this for three weeks when things got off on the wrong foot. And then again, and then on the third foot, I said, if they, they're going to lose in Lambeau, but if they can get the Steelers at three and three, get to the bye. It's all about for me, the journey, Mina. It's, it's a kind of what you're talking about. I don't think the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl, but if they can somehow scratch out nine wins and keep kicking the can down the road through autumn and into winter for the good people on the banks of the three rivers, that's a success story in my book. And if we can get to the buy at three and three, that buys two more weeks of reasonable optimism that maybe at the back end of the uh, of the playoff seedings, you'll find some black and gold uh, jerseys sitting there. So yeah, as far as jerseys go, um, is this... Big. I don't want to get hyperbolic. Prisoner of the moment. Is this yeah. the biggest seven quarterback wearing number seven versus quarterback well, wearing number seven in the history of people? I didn't even think about this until. Wow. I'm. I. I you just blew my mind. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I think if, close. Close. <laughs> the correct answer is Boomer Esiason versus John Elway. That, okay, that, yeah, that was that, the best. Actually, they actually yeah. have to play each other, you understand. We're not just naming number sevens, where they have to have squared off. Of course, the best one ever is Tom Brady v. Aaron Rodgers or Terry Bradshaw v. Uh, J- uh, Roger Staubach. But um, not, not it, it's weird that seven, as we've talked about, uh, the best it's number, number. where. Yeah, you would think number. seven would be more prominent on this list. Say swimming um, makes your shoulders look broad. If, if Ben Roethlisberger loses to Geno Smith in the seven-on-seven seven bowl, which is what we're renaming the Kimes Damashek Bowl, does he have to change his jersey number after the game? Maybe. Maybe. There's n- n- no, nothing's days. off the table. If, it, if, if that happens, I hear your noise, and I am not overly confident, although the Seahawks' defense does – imbue me with some confidence but yes the number seven it's aspirational it's an arrow pointed up where uh, upwards don't you see everybody okay we'll get back to that one in a minute i want to get your thoughts on the afc as composed it is loaded with some really high-end teams here and let's start with one of those teams that has not been a high-end team so far everybody put them into pen into january and it makes sense that they would the kansas city chiefs Mm. now damashek the vein guy has to remind you that I've been saying all season, it would be or the all off season and into this one, it would be the Chargers who win the AFC West, not the Chiefs. That really? defense is bad. Um, I, the thing I said, I think we talked on your show last December, January, and I'm pretty sure I I, I said this there. 
the roster that Patrick Mahomes was uh, was on then is the best roster he'll ever be on going forward mm. because he absorbs too much of the salary cap. And of course, there's going to be attrition in other places on the roster. And here we are now. They did a nice job, it would have appeared, of building up the offensive line to keep him clean. He still seems like he's forcing balls into just Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. The defense is atrocious. How say you? Are you certain? How confident are you on the 1-10 to 10 confidence meter that the Chiefs rise back up, take care of business, and at minimum are a factor come January? Uh, I think they'll be a factor. I think the Chargers might edge them out at this point. It might be hard for them to make up the difference in the AFC West. I still think the Chiefs will be in the playoffs, and I disagree with your diagnosis as to why they're not a good team. Uh, although I do think they're a flawed team. Obviously, the defense is terrible, but they're not terrible because of Patrick Mahomes' salary. They're terrible because they gave Frank Clark a ton of money after trading for him, and he's not lived up to his contract at all. And the way that team is constructed, uh, they whereas they blitz so much and play so much man coverage under uh, Steve Spagnuolo, the inability to get a pass rush is revealing some real cracks in that secondary, some real problems and mistakes they've made in drafting. Uh, so or Daniel Sorensen. I see him chasing guys a lot when oh, I watch God. the Chiefs play. I, I uh, tweeted a meme of a dog with a sniper rifle and wrote, quarterbacks looking for Daniel Sorensen and then I deleted it because I felt too bad for him I was offended though when Chris Collinsworth said he's usually one of their best players I I try not to get join the Collinsworth pylons on Sunday nights but that that one like hurt my soul when he said that he gets a little loose with the hyperbole not a little loose that was a see that's the opposite because that was an understatement he gets very loose with it it's crazy see that's that's the difference with the bills and everybody else when they play the chiefs say you know they could keep up offensively with them that says like did you see the browns chargers game chris it was just ended 90 minutes ago man i think those two teams probably can shoot it out as well and in fact have already shot it out with them. Why were the, the Chargers beat them, Chris? What are you talking about? The, they, the Chargers have already proved, disproven what you just said. I will say that it is not a coincidence, and I know it's facile kind of application of, uh, of cold hard fact, but quarterbacks since the year 2000. Um, and QB wins are still a QB. Uh, that is still a statistic. I know that you continue to wrongly pound the table in the wrong direction. But time. We don't, Q- we no, we're not going to do that. QB seasons two through five, 20 Super Bowl appearances. When, you, when a quarterback is in his second to fifth season, QB seasons six through 12, 16 Super Bowl appearances. Clearly, we, we make a great deal out of veteran presence and what that means in the locker room and everything else. But the stati- or the, the, the simple evidence suggests what you want is a young, talented guy still on his rookie deal. It's not a coincidence that Russell Wilson hasn't been back to a Super Bowl since then. As just a for instance, I'm throwing that one out. Mm-hmm. And it's not a fair mm-hmm. comp to Patrick Mahomes at this point. Has Justin Herbert vaulted him? No, Justin Herbert is playing on his rookie deal. Mahomes is now absorbing much more of the cap, right? I think there's some of that, but I also think that um, the Chargers defense is just simply better than the Chiefs. And it's not just because of like Joey Bosa got paid, but he is significantly better than Frank Clark. That is a probably a massive differentiating mm-hmm. factor between those two teams. Um, I'm very interested, by the way, in that you vaulted the Chargers above the Bills. 
And I, that's actually what I kind of want to ask you. Like, why? You, no, you're shaking your head. You you came out. You said the Chargers are going to represent the AFC. Do you still feel that they're better than the Bills? I, you know, one thing I was looking for the, the first game of the of the season for them, I thought that they would overwhelm the, oh, the very poor Steelers uh, O-line. You know how you can overreact when it's your team and you're watching them. My assumption yeah. was the Bills would steamroll them because they spent yeah. all offseason fixing up their deficiency, which was the pass rush. Now they yeah. have one. And really good. Yeah. it didn't show up in week one, so it was a head-scratcher for me. Maybe I'm a little asleep on the Bills. Listen, it's a powerhouse matchup, that's for sure. And the thing that I love about it is as we track towards this prematurely, of course, for what's going to be. But imagine if it's the Browns, the Chargers, and the Bills fighting to get to the Super Bowl. Two of those three teams in the title game with these with these cursed histories across the board. One of them has to go. I think the rules require someone goes out of that trio. I think it's it's great for all three fan bases. Um, I'm looking forward to that. But at the bottom half of the AFC playoffs, if we assume Tennessee, Buffalo win their divisions and then Ooh. Cleveland and Baltimore both make the playoffs, and the Chargers and Chiefs both make the playoffs. Who gets the seven seed? Cincy, Pittsburgh, Vegas, Denver, Patriots. One of those, Ooh. there's one playoff, Ooh. if I'm right about my assumptions there. Yeah, no, I, I liked all your picks. I'd have to look at their schedules because all the teams you made, I don't think any of them really stand above the other. Um, I think that... I was really impressed by the Bengals in their loss should have been a win to the Packers. Um, I think they're a little more balanced than we expected. I do think that they are not, you know, they belong at however below the Browns and Ravens in their own division, which makes it challenging because they're going to have to play them. So that gives me some pause um, along with the Steelers for the same reason. Um, Raiders, God, given everything that's going on there, it just feels like not their season. I agree because he's their play caller, Gruden, right? I mean, it's not like, well, this will be galvanizing for them and they'll rally. But like, but practically we're, you know, it's I know that they have the car and the play caller and everything else have the relationship. But it's it's obviously a drop off from Gruden, right? Yeah, I think other people are also kind of overrating that team after the first few weeks of the season, separate from this Gruden Fair. crap. So, um, so I don't. I kind of still think the Patriots can squeeze their way in. I think that defense has been underperforming a little bit uh, and has a lot of young player. When like Matt Judon's not young, but players who are starting to kind of find their stride, and I think they're figuring out the offensive formula with Mac Jones. Um, so, yeah, I'll go New England out of that group. Interesting. I like that choice, and I'm waiting to see the Patriots play the Bills before I see mm. um, the division to the Bills. It certainly would appear that they're well on their way to getting it. But let's see, because that's what Belichick does to the big ego guys. He gets, he seduces them into throwing passes they shouldn't be trying to throw. By the way, I'm not going to run through it for you now. The only team out of the six I named for you that are like, well, those teams are going to end up in the playoffs, let's not – assume uh, the Chiefs because if you go through their remaining schedule I can tick off nine games for you I was doing this with spaghetti before we got going here there are five losses potentially out of these nine games that they have coming up that if they're nine and eight they're going to be right on the fence there (laughs) meantime I know you have kind of we were texting about it um without the Seahawks to embrace you're now on the Baltimore Ravens is that right 
Yeah, the Chargers are really like a lot of America winning me over. I mean, I I, I guess that's a little unethical because I profiled their quarterback this summer, so maybe I can't root for the Chargers. And I'm not even because of him, candidly. Um, I just kind of like the whole organizational vibe right now. Yeah, uh, They're really just fun to watch. But I got to go Ravens just because on a pure like – you know, like how people talk about league pass teams, they've kind of been, they're like my late, like I, if, if the Ravens are on and they uh, really both sides of the ball, but especially if the offense is in the field, you're just watching, like, it's just interesting. And um, it was fun. It, it, you, we, you and I were talking a little bit and before we started talking about the grievance news and it was interesting because it came out in the first half of that Ravens Colts Monday night game. It felt like nobody was even paying, watching because of the news. And then the second half is when Lamar took over and it was, it was just such an electric half of football plus overtime. Like, how can you not enjoy watching that unless you're a Steelers fan? Like I, I just, it's just so eminently entertaining. He is, you know, it's hard to find the words exactly because he is unique. And in fact, Brandon Staley described him as exactly that I've been saying for the last few weeks about him trying to figure out Lamar Jackson. It's, it, you know, chili isn't soup. And a hot dog isn't a sandwich. And in the same way, they're, they, those things are better because they're unique. They're one of one. Yeah. And that's what Lamar Jackson <laughs> is. We've never seen anything like this. I, I saw Michael Vick. I saw Steve Young. I've seen other guys who can run and embarrass uh, professional, like, you know, su- uh, you know, superhuman athletes and everything. I've never seen anything quite like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. And, and I would say his progression, I mean, he was a good passer in 2019, but the style though the way i actually talked about this um his ability now to routinely make intermediate throws outside the numbers really is taking his game in a different direction i'm really excited to see them with rashad bateman back and I'll, I'll, i you know he is unique but as i um was talking to someone eddie spaghetti who i know is a giants fan will like this i was talking to someone about Kadarius tony uh who uh, may or may not be punished by joe, joe judge at the time of this podcast and, and I was saying, like, God, I, when I watch this guy, I cannot think of a player that he reminds me of because he is so special. And then I said, really? The closest thing is, like, person who, in the way he moves, is Lamar Jackson in terms of the elite change of direction ability. I realize comparing Lamar to a wide receiver is fraught, given the history of that. But the way those guys move, purely, like, if you had never watched football and you had no idea what you were seeing and you were an alien from outer space and you just dropped on the earth and turned on a game and you would say, wow, those two players, those two guys, those two athletes can do something that not a single other human being on this field can do. And that's how I feel watching both of them, frankly. Right. And it's and therefore nearly impossible, impossible to prepare for. You can't Get, because there, there isn't somebody on the practice squad who can fill in and and do eight stuff in purple for you. There's a, there's it, it is difficult. I will say though, that four and one is fraudulent. You I, I know yeah. that there's yeah. like, oh, like yeah, Rosenthal, yeah. our pal, our pal said this. Uh, uh, I I feel like they're a lot like the Patriots. I feel like they're a lot like they they're mysterious. Wow. Like how did they end up winning games? Like listen. The offensive Brutal line is Rosenthal impression. Brutal, that's a good one. By the way. Oh no, Brutal. that's a good impression. I, I don't care. I don't care what they do. Oh god! I, 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 oh, I, I, I won seven. I won seven. I won seven Super Bowls. I, 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 don't, I don't care if they win again. Now, the offense. You do, do my voice. I haven't worked. I'll, I'll work on that for the next time. Now, the O line isn't good. Indy is not a good football team. 
They were they they're a terrible defensive team. KC's not good. Terrible. Detroit. Well, okay, they're not. No, they have nice pieces. Okay, that's an overstatement. KC is terrible defensively. Detroit's Definitely. not good. The Chargers are good. They beat them. The Browns should have beaten them in Arrowhead. It just adds up to me. I know that four and one is four and one, but I feel like of those high end teams that you're looking at. I disagree with you because I've seen you float this that you count the Ravens as a legit Super Bowl contender. Count me out on that. I I think they're a flawed team. I definitely think that um, the defense. I think losing Marcus Peters was brutal. I think the pass rush is kind of still coming into its own. I love Adafi Owe, the rookie that they drafted for sure. For but sure, that's a great infusion that they desperately needed because they're pretty old up front needed. otherwise. Uh, in uh, yeah. Time. Uh, by the way, don't before we end this, remind me to make one apology to Steelers fans. But um, this just got just triggered my thought. But I also think that there's just too many flawed teams in the NFL right now to count out a team from being a contender because they're flawed. Uh, and that to me has been the biggest surprise this NFL season coming into the year. I thought the Chiefs and the Bucks would be dominant. I do not feel that way now. Even the, the teams like the Rams early on the season seem so dominant. Now I see some holes. Right now the Bills look complete, but I don't really know if that's going to be true in a few weeks. I, I don't think the Cardinals are as complete as people think. So when it comes to picking Super Bowl contenders, for me, it's it's I really don't think any team is perfect right now, which makes it a beautiful time to be an NFL fan. For especially if you're a Geno Smith fan right now, I think I don't. I say I don't want to talk any stuff because I'll be truly ashamed if uh, if the night ends on Sunday. With, uh, with yeah, the if, if uh, I want to come what down, a land, Chris, what a story! Geno I got to tell you, it's a great story for Geno Smith. I got to tell you, I'm really. I, I, if Geno Smith actually wins. I'm going to stroll into, so, you know, Stephen A is a, a Steelers fan. I'm going to stroll into first take on Tuesday like I'm the queen of England. I'm going to crash your podcast. <laughs> but And if they lose, what, Steelers fans are going to talk? Show it to me. It's Geno Smith. Don't, don't you see? It's nice for the people there. It's nice for the people in Pittsburgh because then it buys us two more weeks to look ahead and feel good. Maybe we can get it done and maybe we can sneak into the playoffs. Meantime, I, I, I we do have to talk about that game and that's what I want to get to here. But very quickly, weird line of the week. Why are the Cowboys only giving three and a half to the Patriots? I completely hear you and I can see it both ways. And I know Belichick can slow down just about anybody as he did to his old pal Brady a couple of weeks ago. But then again, they almost just lost to the backup quarterback and the Texans. So, well, you know, if Davis Mills is, is thrown for 303 touchdowns on you, can we really point to Belichick being able to, to slow down a quarterback? And really, what are you taking away from the Cowboys? Well, that's what Belichick does. He takes away what you want to do most. What do the Cowboys want to do most? Yeah, that's, that's not going to work out well for them. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I definitely I, – I don't think the Cow- Cowboys are uh, – Perfectly balanced team. I think the defense is fine, but uh, I do think they're a significantly better team than the Patriots. I do like when people wring hands as a as a thirty thousand foot view, as if they're not aware that free agency and injuries exist. That you know who you know who's not a complete roster. Every team that plays pro football. This uh, the the illusion. <laughs> if they if we can just get healthy. You know, like no one yeah. ever gets fully healthy. So stop <laughs> stop uh, entertaining that idea. All right, now to the big one. Gino, Big Ben. As a vain person, I'm actually miffed that Russ is out on this one because among my big predictions, Chargers to the Super Bowl, Brandon Staley, Coach of the Year, and Seattle out of the playoffs. I said that. And now that Russ is out, it feels like a gimme. Yeah. And if he had been there, it still would have come to pass. Um, 
I mean, are you are you indulging this at all? I mean, this is just puncher's chance. Steelers aren't uh, they are uh, one of the flawed teams you discuss. So what it would take for the Seahawks to pull off the upset is I would say the defense would have to play about like they did against San Francisco. Um, you know, stylistically, obviously, it's very different when you're playing Pittsburgh. Uh, all defenses are kind of playing Ben the same these days. And Seattle uh, secondary has really struggled. Also, the linebackers have struggled in coverage as well. But I think the defensive line has been playing a little bit below their talent level. And I think that they can wreak some havoc up front. Um, I was also, by the way, this was the apology. I was really impressed by the Steelers run blocking, obviously. Yes. Last Starting week. To come and I together, think that's right? something it's starting to come together. Pass pro, a little different story, but the run blocking looks good. Um, And then on their side of the ball, Geno Smith needs to be an effective distributor, uh, not turn the ball over, because here's the thing. This is the best set of weapons he has ever had. He is walking into, you know, Hertz and picking up a Ferrari uh, and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I think he'll have uh, Gerald Everett back for this game too, which is impactful. So, he just kind of needs to um, – I, I would say if he plays similarly to how he did, frankly, in, in relief of Russ, they have a chance in this. Now, that is a big if because Joe's defense is very good, and I am familiar with Geno Smith's record. So I am not picking the Seahawks. I do not expect them to win, but I am going to talk so much shit if they do. Oh, my God. Win. What a luxurious spot you sit in. That's how I, I probably I really am like going to feel yeah. when we play the Browns. It's like, what? Well, we're not supposed to win. And then if we do, then see, I'll feel extra happy about it. All right. Yeah, Here's the thing I have to quibble with you about. My wife. I completely get it. Listen, this is what people do on social media. Roethlisberger throws one long touchdown pass, and I immediately – by the way, this is you winning. I think you're you're savvy enough to know that, uh, that this is Mina Kimes winning in her profession. When you are the first person that a Steelers fan thinks of when Roethlisberger throws a long touchdown pass, that means <laughs> your, your, your brain worm is, uh, is doing its thing on their heads. I, my quibble, though, is – that's all that Roethlisberger is expected to do. The idea that they, if they would have merely survived the Raiders game, we would be having a very different conversation right. about them. Now they didn't, but that we would be. And if they get the three and three, it's not the you know the sky doesn't have to be falling. And they're not Roethlisberger's not supposed to carry the load and be dying. They're supposed to run the ball and defend. Um, and I do think I because I saw you on social media. The 2015 Denver Broncos model is exactly what Kevin Colbert had. He was trying to thread the needle. They had yeah. no other option at quarterback. They need their Hall of Famer to be savvy enough and make three to six throws a game and ride the defense in the run game. And you said, oh, well, that Roethlisberger's not as good as Peyton was in 2015. Oh, no, Peyton was the worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> That I mean, that, it, 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 I mean, I, I, I that's my, diabolical to say that. a little bit of recency bias. I, I now think it's about the same. It's about the no, same. No, like, even then, that's not enough. That's still I not enough from you. Dude, he's so washed. <laughs> we don't have to type. I already apologized to the okay. offensive line and the run blocking, but I'm not going to waver on my position that the dude is washed. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I, it, Can I just, I, you know who I love? I love, Steelers fans are always like, why do you hate the Steelers? I don't hate the Steelers. I think Ben Roethlisberger's wash. I love Cam Hayward. I'm constantly trying to get the national media to talk about Cam Hayward. That's a great Cam call. Cam Hayward, Hall of Famer. Cam Hayward. I don't oh, hate the Steelers. I was I just going to, I think, I think he's a it's Hall of Famer funny. I, I think, think people don't. Pro this year. I love that and you're talking this. And that'll be his third. What? All pro? 
think he's been all pro twice, maybe second team once. The last Anyways, half decade. He did it this year. Yeah. He is in the era of Aaron Donald. And so, yes. all right. But he is 1A, the most dominant interior defensive player in pro football and has been for half a decade. And I think that people, because of uh, the noise that you make specifically, are nationally catching on of how much of a game wrecker he is. And he's just straight. He's not Aaron Donald. He just straight pushes giant human beings around and humiliates them almost like Vita Vea does. Um, that's the other guy, but I'm interested to hear you say actually gold jacket for that guy. Cause I feel I, like I there's maybe a gap. That. No, I firmly believe that. Like I said, the dude has, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking at the internet, two all pros, I think maybe three, maybe one's of them, the second team. He should be this year based on how he's played through the first five weeks of the season. Every Steelers down. I watch him because he does something on every down. Um, just one of the best players of he our era. He moves people. And it's crazy how well he this. does. You're bringing me back in the Steelers look fold. See, guys, stop. I don't hate you. I just think the quarterback is mush. Times curry in favor with play. the Yinzers. I love it. Now, let's spin. Let's spin it quickly here. The QB carousel. It happens every year now. Um, people aren't up to speed on this. I talk about all the, we're, we've reached QB saturation. Now there are 32 human beings capable of playing, um, pro football QB effectively. Now there are contracts and things like that that get in the way and people say, well, what, uh, what about Geno Smith starting then? Well, their starting quarterback got hurt. That's the, uh, why are old guys? Well, those nuances aside, there are going to be good quarterbacks and free agency and otherwise, I suspect this might be the biggest year of movement yet. Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. Where's Russell Wilson in 2022? I was told this was a 20 minute podcast and we're on. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know where he might be wearing that number three in black and gold. I think. Stop. The, uh, okay. This, that is, that is enough. That is enough. I can I, absolutely I, see it. You may not like just, it, but Rodgers could choose Seattle. And if he does, then there's I am a feeling like I'm being, so kind with my Cam Hayward Hall of Fame take. That I'm trying nice. to do the yeoman's work of bringing that take to the masses, frankly. And you punish me with this idea I mean, of Russell Wilson in a Steelers dress. Offensive. That'd be nice. I mean, I don't exactly. think Rodgers is coming to Pittsburgh. I love the idea that, that, uh, that that's hey, gonna Russ, be, yeah. he's going to leave the town that he despaired. Nobody wants to be in Green Bay if I weren't here. Yeah, he's going to choose well, Pittsburgh. That's, what, that's where Russ, it's going to wind Russ up. Russ is used to being sacked, so um, I feel last, like it's going to work. Last thing for you, then. I want to ask a couple Seattle fan questions for you. Three distinct eras for the Seahawks in terms of uniforms. You know I love my uniforms. The original silver hats, the royal blue, glorious, nice. A little too Raiders-y when they shared the division with them. But still, a nice and striking Jim Zorn, Steve Largent, and beyond uniform. Then they go to the Seafoam, last seen in Super Bowl Forty. I forget. Oh, no, that was they lost to Roethlisberger. Um, and then the new one. That darker blue, all mm. blue, sometimes, what do they call College it? College Navy. Wolf gray, yeah. and sometimes wolf, that I love the wolf gray. Yeah, you the like action the green gray. is unforgivable, though, yeah. I, you know what? It's very Pacific Northwest to me. You know, the Mariners no, wear it, it the crack. Don't do it. I, I don't no. mind it. No, but it's anyhow, totally different green. Give me your, give me your uh, win play show of the eras of Seahawks uniforms. Oh, of course the retro original ones are the best. And it's it's uh, honestly horrible that... 
Um, they're, they don't have that as a throwback. I don't understand the Jersey rules, so I don't understand why exactly, but, um, so I'd go that, the, the modern era, I do, I don't mind them. I don't hate them outside of the action green. And then the worst of course are the, uh, Reebok ones. Um, last thing then Kimes is, um, you're a big M's fan. Sorry. They came up just a whisker short there. That's okay. I'm used to it. Um, Seahawks, you know, are you now turning your eye? To the Kraken. Um, I, I love the jerseys. Yes. I love the whole, like, lo- the vibe, all of it. Uh, I don't know much about Aki, so I'm very upfront about it. But I am perfectly it, – it's hard right now during the heart of the NFL season. But when I have some more time, I'm perfectly – I'm excited to learn and bandwagon the Kraken as well. I mean, I'll be busy with the Nets then, though. So, you know, it's like... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that kind... Yeah, your Nets. Let's not talk about Kyrie. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've had enough. Enough. Yeah. What are we doing, Kyrie? What are you doing? Voice of the... uh, The voiceless what? Um, I got nothing. um, Kraken is a weird name, though, because it's one beast... And there are 20 guys that play, since you don't know about, uh, you say you don't know about hockey. 20 guys suit up, it's like, but it's, it's a singular. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, Kimes. It's like the Utah Jazz. Well, that doesn't make sense. doesn't make it right. The Red Sox, the White Sox. You're giving these people a I guess that's don't a you pair understand? of socks. You use your powers for good when you talk about Cam Hayward getting a gold jacket. But but you know what? You're, you're, Can you put that one online so that Steelers fans stop yelling at me for once? Oh, I... Oh, I think Eddie Spaghetti will be sure to post that video ASAMP, and therefore Kimes will have all the heat off of her after that. Just make sure Thank that you. Gino doesn't go in there and, and undo all the good work you've done here today with yeah. us, Kimes. Yeah. Kimes, yeah. you are the best, really. I uh, enjoy seeing you on the TV, reading your work with Justin Herbert, Dynamite stuff. You are a star because you deserve to be a star, and uh, we appreciate you carving out time to talk uh, to Dumb Dave and preview this uh, electric pro football game. Sal, by the way, just to share as you go off, his uh, hypothesis, the reason NBC kept the game when they could have dumped it last week is because they thought this could be, and he means it, this could be Roethlisberger's last game. And he thinks... <laughs> <laughs> what a creep yeah, but he's dark. also could be right if they yeah, that's dark. if they were if they went to one in five they might have made the move there they gambled and they lost and if you gamble on the seahawks i hope you lose uh this weekend that's uh, <laughs> that's what dave the fan says about that one kimes uh we appreciate all the time bye guys let me tell you though nfl game day is just about here and that's why FanDuel is giving everyone a ten dollar risk-free bet once again all you have to do is bet a same game parlay with three legs or more and if your bet doesn't win FanDuel is going to pay you back up to 10 bucks we love FanDuel for the fast payouts it's safe and secure no worries there it's America's number one sports book for a reason and of course we love playing the same game parlays Eddie Spaghetti let's turn our gaze to Sunday night football shall we um, and pick three legs here. I'll take the Steelers. The one I'm uneasiest about in these three legs is the Steelers laying five and a half. I don't know that they should be doing that to any other pro football team, but we'll go with that. The one I like even better, I know it's Geno at QB, but 42 and a half. The Steelers are going up against the worst defense in, in football. They should torch that. And I do think the third leg, DK Metcalf, the Steelers' liability has been, it's a recurring point for me, is getting beat on big plays. DK Metcalf is the king of big plays. 
Unless you really feel good about Tyler Lockett, I think you're, it's a safe play. DK Metcalf, Metcalf, I don't see anyone on the Steelers roster, nay, pretty much anywhere in pro football uh, of a good matchup against that guy. So let's go with those. DK Metcalf, touchdown, Steelers win by at least six, and uh, the two teams combine to go over 43. And make sure you bet it. Fanduel.com slash minus three, the word minus the number three. There she goes, Spaghetti. See, you're flapping your gums too much about Kadarius Tony, this and that. Now we made her late. Now, now you're a heel. Look, she has to call out one of the most dynamic players in the NFL after only what two weeks of really getting playing time. I mean, but it's, she compared him to to Lamar Jackson. He's he say. is. I mean, that one move, the the, the triple juke he pulled uh, was amazing. But in typical Giants fashion, his career will be wasted. We'll probably trade him away for a mid round pick. Oh, so look at this. You can't have it both ways. Either you're on board or you're not. I don't. I don't get it. But either way, um, sorry, we didn't talk a lot of baseball or any. Um, let's, let's uh, see what the divisional series look like before we deep dive into that. We'll do that on Monday. Um, not a juicy college football slate pit with a big cha- I mean, they're the ACC favorite at this point based on percentage chances of winning individual games. This is the big spot for them. They go into Blacksburg. They're actually giving four and a half to the Hokies. I don't know. I've been beaten up too many times by the Pitt Panthers, but they are riding Kenny Pickett, who's emerged as a uh, Heisman candidate. Let's take the Panthers uh, in in the in a in the name of optimism. Who you got in the uh, Georgia Kentucky game before we get out of here, Spaghetti? I mean, I, I can't. Twenty eight and a half is the number on that. I think last I saw, yeah, it was a pretty pretty large Sheesh. number. But uh, I look, I I've been on Georgia for quite some time. Uh, I'm not going to bail on them now. Um, it is a tough match. Yeah, twenty one and a half right now. I. Three touchdowns and a half and a half is is a lot, but Georgia's at home. They they're going to be fired up. They know it's an undefeated team coming to town. They're just too good. They're just a complete team, uh, and I'm not sure really. I mean, Kentucky had a nice win versus Florida, but you know, well, I, it's it was a transition year for Florida too. So I'm not too high. A lot up. of points for a team that's proven to be pretty good in Kentucky. You know, that's I'm losing, but they're going to lose by more than four touchdowns. That's why college football numbers are the best. Once you get up into the four or five touchdown range, like how's anybody know if it's late third quarter, which team is going to do what if George is up four touchdowns? How can anyone rightly predict what's going to happen? But anyway, that's what's fun about college football. And uh, that's what's fun about doing this show is that we get to project ahead and see if we're right on the other side. We'll do that for you on Monday. We'll review everything. Make sure in advance of of the uh, the football's kickoff that you go to extrapoints.com sign up on the arcade play in the NFL pick'em and the college football pick'em and make sure you ride with us or fade us however you choose do it fanduel.com slash minus three the word minus the number three go back and listen to all the great podcasts from this week we did I really do think the uh, NHL season preview was a good one you want to check that out if you enjoy the puck a uh, a great uh, time as always with Kevin Hench to start the week off and you just heard Mina Kimes there hope you enjoyed that I certainly did Eddie Spaghetti give it a letter grade was that a good did I do a good job with Mina Kimes you guys did the best possible job did she embarrass me no I mean you guys talking about a game with Geno Smith the quarterback and then Ben Ross Burger, the other quarterback with these two miserable teams and you somehow made it interesting so i i mean i feel like i gotta give you guys not a miserable if they're three and three and sitting in the bye then it's like ooh, maybe seven seed i don't know we'll see we'll talk about it but in the meantime for eddie spaghetti and everybody at extra points thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven <laughs>